Blog Talk Radio. If this life has anything to gain at all, I'll count a loss if I can't hear you, feel you, cause I need you. Can't walk this earth alone. I recognize I'm not my own. So before I fall, I need to hear you, feel you, as I live to make my boast in you alone. With every breath I take, with every heartbeat, sunrise or the moonlight in a dark street. Every glance, every dance, every note of a song. It's all a gift undeserved that I shouldn't have known. Every day that I lie, every moment I covet. I'm deserving to die, I'm just earning your judgment. Ah, without the cross, there's only condemnation. If Jesus wasn't executed, there's no celebration. So in times that are good, in times that are bad, for any times that I've had it all, I will be glad. And I will boast in the cross, I'll boast in my pain. I will boast in the sunshine, boast in his rain. What's my life if it's not praising you? Another dollar in my bank account, a vain pursuit. I do not count my life as any value or precious at all. Let me finish my race, let me answer. Not on our good behavior, 
it is not on our goodest behavior, if I can use the word goodest. No matter what we have done on this earth, we can't boast. It's not enough. We should have those works the Bible talks about. The scripture talks about us having those works. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. But we can't boast in them. So I like that song. I thought about that song, and I wanted it to be the opening song because at the end of the day, we need grace. We need mercy to take us to the heart of the Father and to please him. have a holy, holy, holy Elohim, God, and he just cannot tolerate sin. It's just his makeup. But um, mankind chose with his free will to be a part of sin, and we needed something to complete us. Thanks be for the Lamb, the Messiah that was offered up. Folks, again, you've tuned into the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. I want to thank you for your time tonight. Tonight is current events, current events, um, as we call this show tonight, Hebrew Israelites' perspective on current events, and that's what's going on tonight, current events. We're going to be talking a little bit about rap, and uh, we don't know if it's going to be the whole show or not. We'll see. Um, we'll just see. Uh, our brother LSU is going to do a special on rap music tonight. And it's uh, very sobering. I listened to a little bit of it. And uh, he has some concerns. And his concerns, his concerns, his concerns are not small concerns. There's some major, major uh, insight he has into this culture and how it relate, how it affects, how it influences our young people today. And a lot of the things we're seeing today, he, uh, he and I, and really some of you too as well, is, now, some of this is not new we'll be sharing tonight, but I'll tell you one thing. It's definitely going to be alarming because I know it was to me, and I try to keep my ears to the ground on a lot of things, but LSU put some drops and things in my um, in my spirit and in my heart that was really, I think it's worth talking about. So those comments in the chat, in the, uh, excuse me, those comments on the um, show that you're looking at there really is his comments when it, when he say, when it says, um, Let's just go ahead and read the show description where we're at, and you'll see what I mean. Uh, tonight's um, uh, show description is as follows. I sent this out to many of you, and I went on to say, Tonight's radio blog, Rap Culture's Destruction, is the leading topic of our current events tonight. Again, Rap Culture's Destruction is the leading topic on our current events uh, tonight. All right. I went on to say this will include, and this is Ella Shure here, brothers and sisters, this will include the following topics. Some feel hip-hop is the new synagogue of Satan. Those are the words of Ella Shure. And I know a lot of some of you believe that because that's not the first time I heard it. That's why I say some. And then another comment he made, I just thought I would put it in the promo, was some feel hip-hop is more debilitating than slavery, among other things that's going to be discussed tonight. So that's it. That 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 Those are the two uh, things we're going to start off talking about. Is it true? Is it true? Is it true, brothers and sisters? Is it true? Can it be that rap can really should be blamed for that much? I mean, is it really the new synagogue of Satan? And it is, is it truly more debilitating and slavery, that's pretty, pretty bold statement. 
But we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. All right? So just a few more things, and then we're going to bring on our co-host and get going. All right? All right? So let's just uh, slow it down a little bit and talk about some things we have to get out of the way. And that is I want to remind everybody that we do have over 500 shows. So many of you are, are love our, our shows. And I don't know why after all these years people don't know that you can literally at work um, take out your little earphones and uh, and tune in uh, to the Five Swim Song Network. <laughs> uh, you can be, these shows are very, uh, especially if you're listening on the Apple, any of the Apple platforms, you can re- fast forward and rewind. Pick a topic, brothers and sisters, because we've covered everything. Just because we say five soon song, which everybody should know by now, is five topics we talk about the most. That don't mean we don't talk about hundreds of other topics. So simply Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio and whatever topic you uh, uh, I have a better suggestion. Uh, uh, those of you that, that again, that joined the Five Smooth Stone, that have enjoyed the Five Smooth Stone Network over the years, uh, I have a better suggestion. Simply Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, click on the first result, and just look through our pages. There's something like 21 pages of shows. And that way you'll get to see specifically what we're talking about. Because some things you just can't think about uh, just off the, you know, you probably see the, the list of uh, pages. So anyway, uh, again, I'm Brother Seth, the founder of Files on Network. And um, I promise you that all of our shows is uh, pretty much a family shows. I mean, you can pretty much, we don't get too... Uh, uh, it's not adult. It probably is adult related. A few of our shows, but most of our shows is family oriented and it's all all respectful and uh, and, and definitely uh, soaked with love for all humanity. And that's the goal of uh, this network that I that I have personally is just that people know that they're loved here at this network. Even if they don't always understand what we're saying, they got to know. They got to know. They got to know. That they are loved Okay And then once people know That you love them And that you really are saying things That are, you're honest about what you're sharing As best you know how You know as best you can For where you're at in this journey called life They they give the, the, the show credence So just know that uh, Brother Seth, myself I try my best to put uh, Co-hosts that are really Seasoned know some things, and uh, above all, love all people. And that may be some tough love. It may sound a little bit like something else other than love, but it truly is. And that's what we really mean that, okay? So, yeah, yeah Google Five Swim Song Blog Talk Radio and just tune into any of those 500 shows. Also, share, share, share these programs if you're blessed by them. Why would you hoard up uh, blessings? Share, brothers and sisters. Very important. Very important. Some of you have sent me emails saying how much the shows have blessed you or how this brother bless you or that brother bless you. And continue those continue with those emails coming by the way. Again, my email is Seth uh S E T H dot M as in Mary dot Turner at Gmail. Uh, go ahead and keep sending those emails and I'll share those with the co hosts as I as time permits. Um all right. And um again follow us. Follow us is very important you follow us. Folks, tonight, 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 oh, my goodness, y'all got a, 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 a very informative show coming, coming your way. Ella Shore 
uh, has some things in his heart, and I, I, I talk with him today, and I say, you know what, the only thing I don't like talking about you, away, talking to you away from the show, the only thing, I, and I don't like it, talking to some of the co-hosts away from the show, when they're talking about what we need to, some possible things to talk about, here's why. I like it, but what I mean is, I should say this, one of the things I don't like about sharing with some of the co-hosts when we're not on, on, on live is because they forget on the show that we that that uh, they think that they have mentioned some things, and you did mention it on the show. You mentioned it to me in our private time. So I just say to Ella Shore and uh, uh, that he would repeat everything he said earlier. And again, uh, his statement was uh, that, uh, and, and many people feel this way that hip hop, including myself, that uh, hip hop is the new synagogue of Satan. That's pretty bold. And some further. Uh, reading from my show description, some also feel hip-hop is more mental de- debilitating than slavery. Now, I don't know if I'll take it that far, but I know one thing. you got to hear what the brother has to say, okay? I uh, want to just make a, 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 a just really quickly, and we're coming to your co-host. I just want to say again, uh, these shows are definitely dedicated to those going through so much oppression throughout the world. Uh, especially those that call themselves Jews or Israelites scattered at the four corners. And some of you don't even know you're Israelites. You're just going through and you don't know why you're tuning into this broadcast because it's something your spirit drawing you. You don't know you're Jew yet. You don't know you're Israelite yet, but you definitely are going through Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26 as a people, your people, wherever you at, be it Australia, India, China, uh, various parts of Africa, even in Europe, even in Europe, we do believe that some people throughout Europe is indeed bloodline Israel, okay, and having lost pigmentation, being taken from Jerusalem, Jerusalem many years, many thousands of years ago, and uh, you've mixed in so with the people that uh, took us captive to, you have lost your pigmentation, you are indeed Israel. I just want to say this show is dedicated to you first. And then to the rest of the world. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it because we we know that people are listening all over the world. And I want you to know that this little show really is truly. And I'm again, I'm the founder of the show. We really, really, really want you to know that we feel your pain. And these shows is is hopefully will bring some answers to what you're going through. Because whatever we're going through in America, as Israelites, it's going to be happening to the Israelites in South Africa, to the Israelites in West Africa, to the, to the Israelites in India, to the Israelites scattered throughout China. And don't think there ain't no uh, Israelites in big old China. I've seen them. I've heard from them. I, 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 they go through exactly what we go through. And a lot of them are dark skin. How about that? And so uh, that's a whole other show. Maybe we'll do a show one time on uh, in the future about those in the diaspora. It's, it's a trip, y'all. It'll, it's, 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 it's eye-opening. It, it, it'll, 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 it'll startle you. How many people, thousands of people have been living out Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26 and don't, some of you have a clue of who they are, but a lot of them do. And, and they've been saying they, they are Israel before Israel became a nation in 1948. They've been doing it forever, okay? So, again, these shows are, are devoted, are, 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 are dedicated to you first and foremost, aimed at you first and foremost, and then to really all ethnic groups, because anytime the Most High is speaking, it's not just to one people. Uh, as far as you can learn, anytime the Most High is speaking, 
was he speaking to his people or not. And so as some of you know that are not so-called Jews or Israelites, some of the other ethnic groups all over the world, you know, because you, you're familiar with the scriptures, you know that Israel is to be a type of time clock, and you are to keep abreast of what's going on with them because this is your time clock with regards to Bible prophecy. So just know that you're welcome as well. All flesh is welcome here on this um all humans, that is, is welcome here on the Fast Soul Network. Okay, so I just want to uh, do a little something, something. Y'all know when I bring on the co-host, I like to have a little music. But first, I've got to make sure I've covered everything, and I think I have. Just trying to see. Did I, did I just speak that? Um, I did want to say, if you're listening online and uh, and you want to get involved, remember, you have to call the number, 914-205-5590. And this is mainly to those people that just call the phone number every week. I mean, excuse me. This is mainly those people that I send a message out to, and you're listening online. And I don't know why people, you can't, a lot of y'all can't see that number right in front of you. But if you're listening online as a rule, the number is in front of you. That 914-205-5590 can get you in uh, uh to this to us and we can go ahead and take your question or comment the chat room is open uh, you can uh, uh, go ahead and ask your questions for our guests uh, addressing any of our co-hosts and uh, they'll be able to uh, answer your questions so again I want to thank you again for tuning in to the five Smithsonian network all right so let's go to the phone lines brothers and sisters I really I really am grateful for these co-hosts I am so grateful for Christelle Porsche who's in the house. Check so it out, Joe. Who's in the house also. And uh, I don't know if John is going to be joining us tonight. We'll see. But let's go to Cincinnati and bring on Brother Purcell Porsche. All right? Uh, Brother Purcell, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm excited about this Five Spoon Stones Network. Excited about this Five Spoon Stones Network. We bring you greetings from uh, <clears throat> Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. We bring you greetings from Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. Hold on. What? And i uh so glad to be on. Um, and I'll talk to you. Well, it's good to have you on, brother. Just know that. And everybody just know Purcell is at work. He's one of those people that work while he do the show. Some shows he's he's uh, working. So I think he's got a, a little something going on there. But I want to go back to the phone lines while we wait on Purcell. Uh, Purcell, just take your time and handle your business there. Again, uh, we'll go back to the phone lines and go all the way to Tyler, Texas, and bring up Brother Kenwin Castleberry. I just want to say that's how much people love this show. You know, co-hosts, you got Brother John working, and a lot of times he's, I, I think one time John was in the middle of doing a, one of the mortgage deals. And so so just know that we're not twiddling our thumb. We are uh, workers. We take care of our families and uh, sometime in the middle of the show. So going to the phone lines, Brother Kenwin Casperi, it's been a while since we had you on, brother. Welcome back, and go ahead and say hello to the people. 
All right. Hello, hello. Shalom. Peace to everybody. Glad everybody could make it in. Glad to be on the show. Um, I wanted to start out by saying I apologize for my last appearance on the show. And uh, I appreciate you, brother, for showing me kindness enough to let me back on the show. Well, brother, uh, just know uh, apology accepted, brother. Apology accepted. Uh, you, 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 young people. Again, y'all are the uh, y'all going to be our legs. Y'all already are our legs, and, and, and us older people. We we got strength. We ain't, in, you know. But this young generation, I respect tremendously. I, well, let me say it. Let me tell the truth. I'm trying to. Okay, I don't think I respect them like I should. But uh, y'all are our future, man, for real. We're not going to obviously live forever. And so, Brother Ken, when I'm, I have to try to reach out to you. That's why I never closed the door of fellowship and kept saying, you know, you're on, you're always on. So apology is accepted, all right? Apology is accepted. I want to go back to the phone lines. Uh, uh, I think we have Brother Ella Shore in the house who's going to be doing a special tonight on, um, well, maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. That number just disappeared. So let's go ahead and start talking, brother, uh, uh, because the LSU, he'll, he'll come in later on. Um, what do you think? Uh, there's some comments made, and I'm going to let this brother explain once he comes in running a little late himself. I know he has something up, but I thought he would have, have that taken care of. Y'all just bear with us, okay? But Brother Kenwin, uh, Brother LSU is going to come on and talk about rap music, and one of the comments he made earlier was, uh, rap music has put so many standards out there uh, that is taking our people backwards. You know, it, it, uh, the message is it's not about, uh, uh, they'll say in one breath, go get your stuff, go get your money, making this dough, this, that, the other. But they're really not uh, putting a message out there about those that work and get the money slowly. You know, they don't have much holler for uh, the the guy that may have to work at McDonald's. You know, as much as we uh, don't want to, you know, make jokes about McDonald's and Walmart employees or whatever we do, uh, these are jobs that really pay, especially now, decent wages. Now, they may not be what a lot of us want that's older, but, I mean, uh, this this rap industry has notor- is notorious for putting down uh, 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 workers, people that are trying their best to make a living, and this mindset of quick money, fast money, big money, uh, millions, billions, uh, gold—I mean, the kind of stuff that they are put, pushing—is putting pressure on these innocent minds. And I do say innocent because people just listen; they just like the beating. But there is some messages put out there. Uh, uh, that's degrading uh, our, our older people. Uh, that's got older against the younger. I think that's one of the reasons a lot of the Hebrew Israelites, and I can't say this is all of. I don't want to bring back up the, any beef with Hebrew Israelites, but I, I guess what I want to stick with is rap. Do you think we're taking it too far when we say it is the new synagogue of Satan? It is the it is the biggest cancer in the black community. It is in one breath talking about making all this money, but it don't promote the character uh, t- 
to sustain the money. It don't promote the character to be patient on uh, on on working a job and staying true. I mean, I understand the whole thing about punching the clock. I understand that, but most of these rappers at some point did punch a clock, and they worked on their craft. They worked on their craft, and then when their craft made more money than the job, they let the job go. But just to, the way they talk about and put down the so-called little guy or the the guy that don't make the six figures, it's it's serious. It has taken a toll. So many women everywhere uh, is is buying into this whole culture of uh, the strip clubs, and this is all fueled by the rap music, the rap message, hip-hop message. Uh, it's, It's promoting field. It's turning girls that would be um, just, you know, I'm almost scared to say it because it sounds so corny now because I'm even influenced by this generation. But nobody want to be just a, 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 nobody just want an eight to five anymore that pay decent money, that may be even in the service industry. I understand a lot of jobs is, is service-based and they're not professional. I understand that. But to so-called African-Americans that don't have professions, everybody's not going to have a degree. That's the reality of this nation we call African-Americans. Everybody will not, is not going to get that degree. Not everybody's going to go and learn a trade. Somebody is going to be on jobs, and there's a whole lot of them. There's millions of them, and it's really most of us. So when you see most people, Brother Kenwin, in a position where they have to work, and you, uh, in your genre of music, constantly degrade them, uh, constantly talk as though you're above them, constantly put down girls that want to save themselves, constantly put down men that want to save themselves, constantly put down virgins, constantly glamorize getting high, not being, not being, you know, staying high, getting high, staying high, to the degree almost seem like every young person uh, is getting high and a lot of them staying high, I mean, throughout the day. I mean, it's crazy now the amount of people now that's just high all the time. And so we can't blame it all on hip-hop. I understand that, but it is promoting it 100 miles an hour. Let's go ahead back to the phone lines, though. I know I asked you a question, Brother Kenwin, but before you answer that, I want to go to the phone line because I think it's Brother uh, LSU. Brother LSU, let me just say, if you're going to be on the phone line tonight, press 1. Uh, just to make sure I get these numbers right. Uh, and if you have any questions for our guests, also, uh, uh, we just hold off. But uh, hold on one second here. Brother Ella Short, if you have a – there you go. All right, brother. Move a little faster tonight. All right. Okay, error code 817701. Uh, brother Ella Short, I think this is you. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Good evening, everyone. hope everyone is having a blessed evening. Interesting conversation. Uh, Shalom, Shalom, brother. Hey, Shalom, brother Kenya. How you doing? Hey, I'm hanging in there, brother. Okay. Okay, okay, that's good. Well, brother Kenwin and brother Kenwin and I, brother Kenwin and I was just talking about your comment about uh, rap music being um, the new synagogue of Satan, and as well as your comment about hip hop. Uh, uh, is more uh, debilitating than slavery. 
just kind of comment on what we think you meant by that, and 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 also added. I also added that you're not alone. A lot of people feel the same way that you feel. But before you jump in and give us the presentation, I just want Brother Kenwin to answer the question I put at him. Do you think? These statements that I've, that, that Brother Elishua made, or some of the statements I just made about rap, because I said a lot of things just then. Do you think it's true, over the top, exaggerated? What do you think, being a younger a person? Well, uh, I was born in the '80s, so I remember when rap was talking about do not do drugs and walk upright. Um, and I meant, and I remember the. Uh, uh, Pan-Africanism that invaded rap when uh, rap was uh, gravitating toward the motherland, Africa, and embracing our blackness. Um, and that took a spin when uh, the West Coast, NWA, and other rappers uh, kind of promoted the drugs and the, what's really going out in the streets and, 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 and involving that in this rap. So I I witnessed the whole movement of hip hop, and uh, yeah, I totally agree with you today that it is definitely have a satanic tone to it. Um, uh, there's many uh, evidence showing that these literal rappers are making these packs, literally with Satan, uh, and some type of. Uh, agreement just to get signed uh, for that amount of money that they're willing to do it for. And they made peace with the fact uh, when you look back on what it's doing to the community, uh, they made peace with it and uh, they call it drill music about, you know, gang banging on other folks. I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying and what it's doing to our youth. Uh, so that's, you know, that's, I totally understand that. Uh, but uh, with that being said, um, okay. I mean, that's, I think that's unanimously agreed. That word. I'm just going to stop right there, and I, I'm not going to take it any further. I'll, I'll pass the mic. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. Uh, Ella, sure, your line is open again, uh, and I'd like for you to chime in. And But I, I don't think it's unanimous, though. I know a lot of young people that really, really, really don't like comments like this made from older people. They think we're hating on them. I'm very, very serious, Brother Kenwood. So, um, not sure what say you. You're the one made the comments, and I want you to go ahead and, and take about, uh, let's see, no more than 10 minutes. Now, I really want you to look at the clock. Matter of fact, I'm just going to use a timer because I don't want to be, because I got some things to look at. I want to forget, look up in this 20 minutes, but just take about 10 minutes, and then I want, we're going to comment, and I want you to take another 10 minutes, so you're going to be able to go but just don't go no more than about 10 minutes, and then we're going to comment, and you go another 10 minutes, and we'll do it like that. Okay, and folks, just remember, uh, Brother Kenwin and Brother Elishua uh, and Brother Purcell Porsche, remember, this is current events. So if you have some other current events after Brother uh, Elishua has won at least 20 minutes, we're going to give him at least 20 minutes uh, after he does at least 20 minutes. You want to talk about some other things? We can. So, Brother Elishua, go ahead. you got 10 minutes, brother. Okay. Did you say Brother Purcell was on the line? He's on the line, but he's at work, and so he's kind of like in, in between. So he'll oh, comment okay. as he okay. can. Okay. Hey. Oh, 
Okay, hey, what's going on, Brother Burchell? Um, Well, let's say this. First, let me give you a little back, back brief, real quick, brief history. When rap music made its debut about almost 40 years now ago, at that time, I was a young man. When I say young, 17, 18 years of age. And I remember, no, actually, I was a little bit, well, when it started out, because I remember the first most popular rap songs, um, uh, what was it, um, to the hip, to the hip, to the hop, 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 don't stop, stop, rock, to the bang, bang, boogie, um, just all of those guys, Sugar Hill Gang, all those, the, found, the founders of, of the music. For the most part, what got my interest was what I call protest music, and that music was performed by people like Public Enemy, Paris, KRS-One, people of those sorts, and that music was very educational, very informative. It had a great deal of redemptive value in it in regards to us as a culture. It was very much not unlike the protest songs of the 60s and the 70s that came from, from many of our artists. However, whenever something becomes extremely successful in America, you can understand and believe that the vultures are going to begin able to fly over the predators because they want to use it and exploit it for their agenda. That word agenda is a very significant word in the context of this conversation, their agenda. Now, a statement I made about how destructive it is. I'll deal with that first before I talk about it being the new synagogue of Satan. Um, there is nothing. Nothing. One more time. Nothing in rap music right now that is, produ- that is productive, that is wholesome, that is instructional in the sense that it is making the people who listen to it Reflect upon things in the life that make them a better pe- better person or want to do better. It is consumed with the culture. About 20 years ago, I was in Detroit. And I remember telling a friend of mine, I said, hip-hop music, at the rate that it's going right now, in the next 20 years thereafter, hip-hop music is going to be consumed and oriented with one thing. And she was like, what is that? I said, it's going to be greed. I said, greed is going to be the thing, the the, the celebration of it, the glamorization of it. It is going to be the thing of hip-hop, of rap, and hip-hop music here on out. And just as there's a prophetic speak spoken, it is now that manifestation is occurring. When I say there's nothing redemptive, let's just talk, take some of the top artists. Cardi B, let's take with the female artists. Cardi B. Megan Thee Stallion, um, Beyonce, uh, this group called City Girls, they promote what we consider in our generation whole culture. In other words, they promote using their body to exploit men. It's not about sexual liberation. It's actually about literally using your body to manipulate men to retrieve them of their funds and their goods. Now people say, well, that's an outlandish accusation. Well, all you got to do is go listen to the whole catalog of Cardi B. You know, Megan the Good and Megan the Stallion is an interesting person because, and please, Megan Good, forgive me for making that mistake because I don't want her associated, she wouldn't want her name associated with Megan the Stallion in any way, I'm certain. But Megan the Stallion 
is actually a young woman who is college educated. But her music is music that is rooted to the bottom feeders of our culture. The disrespect, and it, it now it's so amazing that in rap music, women disrespect women. The women artists disrespect women more than the male artists do. And so that's the female aspect of it. And the man is talking about nothing but drugs. When you hear music say trap, when you hear the term crap music, know that that is music, all forms of fashion that are concerned with one thing, the drug culture, selling it, buying it, using it. That's what trap music is. So when I say that it's more debilitating than slavery, it's because also rap music is the most popular music genre on the face of the earth, and it is also the most lucrative music genre on the face of the planet. Hip-hop and rap, it is, and when I say more popular, you can go to almost any country on the planet, and you got some 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old young people who are listening to American rap music. They may not even understand the words, but they're listening to American rap music. That is the reach of its influence and impact. So, again, according to a certain group of people within this culture and with the society, according to their agenda, they sought to exploit it and use it for their gain and to use it in consistent with their agenda. Now, there was a scripture I wanted to quote in Revelation chapter 12 when it talks about the dragon and the beast and, 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 and the woman who had 12 stars up on her head and, and on her feet and, and the moon on her head and it says that she gave birth to a child. And that child was was received up into heaven. And it says that from that time forth, it says that the, that, that the dragon, which represents Satan, the devil himself, went to set forth to make war and to destroy the seed of that woman. Well, all of us who have some degree of understanding in the scriptures and history with them, we understand that woman to be Israel, Israelite. So within that context, according to the scripture, that clearly says without any sense of argument or debate, because it's very specific, that the dragon went to make war and went to attack the seed of the woman from that time forth. So that means, guess what? So whether you black people believe that we're Israel or not, whether you believe it or not, does not dismiss the fact that it's still a fact, the reality that it's still a fact. And as a result, there is no one that lines up with the scriptures, both good and bad, curses and blessings, like us. No other people on the planet. And then likewise, according to this scripture, this prophetic scripture coming from Yahweh Shah, the, the, the Messiah's mouth himself, as a revelation revealed to John, it says that the dragon was going to go from that time forth to pursue the seed of that woman. And no other place has that dragon found its exploits more profitable than in, at this point in time, in this century, in this dispensation, in this culture, than in hip-hop. Because as I said, there's nothing redemptive about the music. Let's just put it like this here. You got rap stars like Jay-Z. I ain't made an album in a while, a few years, but Jay-Z is over 40 years old. And I think the last time he made an album, it was like 30, he was like 38. These people never grow up. If you listen to their music, you will never grow up. You will always be stuck in a stage of adolescence with a juvenile mind because that is what their music communicates. 
So it's real simple. What you listen to going in and out your ears, that is eventually what you become. As a man thinketh, so is he. Now, what's the source of all this wickedness? What's the source of all this wickedness? It's real simple. I'm just a name and entity that most people who are listening on this line, unless you are people that have happily actually did your research, you'll find this unbelievable. And even more of you who now who are aware of it, you still maybe just kind of blow it off like it's nothing. The people who control rap music now is a secret society called the Illuminati. Every rap star that makes that becomes famous and becomes successful in that industry, you can be assured that they have signed that oath. They have cut that blood. And the things that they have them do in secret in order to lock them in to loyalty to that thing is downright despicable. Like taking men and forcing them to have homosexual sex. I'm talking about heterosexual men. Okay. And they get now, filmed to this I, stuff. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta inter- interject here because people are listening, and any good co. Any good host is going to do this. So let me. Uh, you, got, you still got your ten minutes. We're going to give a little bit more because of, of what I'm doing right now. But people say, "Where's your proof, brother?" <laughs> the people right now, if I tell you the truth, they still wouldn't be able to relate if they're not doing the study and the research. See, one of the reasons that rap music basically became such a tool in the hand of the enemy because so many church-believing people, going people, so many Christians basically just wrote it off as if there was nothing, that at some point in time it would fizzle out. Well, it didn't fizzle out. It is the most influential, most popular, most lucrative music genre, not only for today, but in the history of the industry. So evidently, you all's neglect is in avoiding something because you figure it was just wang. Well, that didn't pan out to be. Now, when you say, where's your proof? I can give you all kinds of indication, but unless you're willing to do the research yourself, you wouldn't know. But the proof is in the pudding because it says that you should know them about the proof. All you got to do is listen what type of li- look at the videos, listen to the music, and tell me what type of lifestyle does that produce. It produces the very lifestyle that you was giving commentary on when I came on the line. People who have no values, people who do not have a respect and honor for their elders or their mothers and fathers. Because rap music is, like I said, is a revolution. It used to start out as a revolutionary music genre, but now it's just become simply straight down a rebellious music genre. So therefore, they felt like you got children who think that they know more than the adults. And so what has to happen is that the hearts of the fathers must once again be returned to the son. Okay, hold on a second. We're going to go let you go a little, for a little longer because this is good. Now, just for those listening that say, brother, there was no proof, let me let me help you with something. That actually was proof. See, these folks is not going to come out and just say on social media what they're doing because anybody want to listen to music ever again that they say the kind of secret things they have to do, the kind of oaths they have to swear. If they really indulge in this, they nobody would ever. They they can just go and just go get on. You know, might as well go with a job or something. Or, you know, work at 7-Eleven because, I mean, I'm not putting out 7-Eleven workers. I shouldn't even say that because that's a respectful job. 
But what I'm trying to say is nobody would never pay them attention again uh, as far as uh, uh, supporting him. So I just want to say this. What LSU just laid out was pretty good. It is in the fruit. It is in the behavior. They are promoting something. The father going to give us signs. He's going to give certain people the ability, not even certain people. If if you just really study human behavior, what brother LSU was right on point as far as proof. But there is other proof. I know for certain he have to present. I don't know if he'll do it tonight, but a hand just went up. So I think this is Brother John, and uh, we have Brother John. I forget this is his <laughs> this is his baby too. So let's go to the phone lines. Elisha, you okay with uh, just taking a quick little break? You did do ten minutes, so can we yeah, just take? Yeah, yeah. That was just one thing I want to say in regards to the proof, and and I, and I can say this. And I love this. I love when things go this way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise you, Jehovah Elohim. When we are flowing in the Holy Ghost, and things are right on time. I'm sitting here as you're speaking, and I'm thinking of John Clark, because what a lot of people on this line don't know, probably none of them know, is that John Clark is a former MC who was engaged in rap music when it was at its best. Now, a thing I've said to you in regards to the proof, and you said they're not going to come out and say it, actually they do say it. If you did, the artists that I'm talking about and that I can name, these are people who have actually stated in their lyrics on their music that they have made a deal with the devil. Kanye West is one of them. And remember Kanye West a couple of years ago was saying that he was saved and that he was born again. But yet he owns a record company that produces this foul music. Jay-Z. And what Jay-Z does is he tries to trivialize it, but he is the, basically the warlock, if you will, the evangelist that has brought many of the young artists right now today in hip-hop into the Illuminati. Because he's a warlock. He studies the following of a witch, a warlock called Aleister Crowley. And if you ever heard the term, do without will, it's some people that don't, know the, don't even know the Bible enough to know that that's not a scriptural verse. That comes from a satanic Bible. So we can go on and on, but please, by all means, get Brother Clark in here. Let him do what he do. All right. Went to the phone line. Code nine seven two seven five five somewhere in the U.S. No telling where this man is at. John, brother John, go ahead and let us know your your destination, where you're at. Just out of curiosity, where are you at, brother, tonight? Baltimore. Baltimore. All right. Well, go ahead and say hello yeah. to the people. Welcome. Hello, people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shalom, there, brother. What's up there? <laughs> I know that ain't Brother Castleberry. Yeah. Are you doing all right? Yeah, I didn't came back for more. I came back for more. Good, man. Good, good. I'm, I'm like, good. I'm, I'm not sure where you at. I'm not sure where you at went, but <laughs> I haven't heard for a couple of weeks. But it's good to hear from you, bro. Um, I, I believe I, I just before I jumped off the line, I, I'm sure uh, Brother Porsche is on the line. I just want to say what up. Um, to him and all the people that are listening in. Um, yeah. I think Alex, that this Alex. is nothing more. Say it again. No, go ahead. Brother Purcell was trying to speak to you just on a loud line, but go ahead. Oh, no problem. No problem. Yeah, I, I think that L could, you know, he's pretty much stated everything, and I'm doing nothing more than just being a um, – 
a support to what has already gone forth. I think that, it, like, when Seth, you were kind of playing the devil's advocate, like saying, hey, where's your proof? Um, the I think it's important for us to realize that if you recall back in the day when rap, uh, and first of all, I want to say this. It's, it's not rap music or even hip-hop. This uh, rap music, it's a gift that God has given to people. Thank you, Maddie. It's a gift that God has given to a people who were marginalized and did not have a voice in society, and they were able to achieve the ability to be heard by way of this art. It's, a, it's an artistic expression. However, uh, as okay. with many things that, yes, as with many things that gain um, recognition, there are evil men who are agents of Satan who will go in under the guise of whatever the case may be and they will hijack it for and use it for the Lord that they serve, which again is Satan. Um, there was a time where rap did not have a whole lot of um, negativity, as it were. Uh, it, to be honest, it was more of a, a party genre. Uh, if you listen to a freshman album, it was vain and prideful, but, you know, that's the nature of the hood in all sincerity. It's about who I am, what I do, how I get down, and that was, that's, the, that's the makeup of a freshman album. Um, what ha- happened is that there were persons who kind of would push the limit, and then they got certain albums or people, they would get um, a sticker on their album that said these had some very explicit lyrics. And those albums would blow up. If you had an album that said explicit lyrics, it did the exact opposite of what the people who created the law wanted it to do, which was to stop, to have parents stop kids from listening to it. Parents were already not listening to parents. I mean, kids were already not listening to parents, and that album would blow up. You couldn't find that album. Go to all the record shops, you couldn't find it. It was was bought. And so what you find is that the reason why that happened is that the generations become more and more wicked. You would literally see, you've seen this in the Bible. Each generation becomes more and more wicked. Uh, Abraham and Isaac, um, they, were, they, they, they were not going to get the promise of the promised land because the iniquity of, I, want to, I forget the name of the group, it, 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 they were, it had not come into its fullness. Uh, Solomon the Moor. Iniquity of the Amorite. Thank you. Thank you. Sodom and Gomorrah, the wickedness reached unto heaven. In the same way that Cain killed Abel and Abel's blood cried from the ground, 
and the Lord said, your brother's blood cried from the ground, that still happens today. <laughs> and so when it reaches a particular point, judgment is passed down, God goes and looks into it, and it, it goes down. And, and so you have each successive generation just getting more and more wicked to the point that if you take a Nicki Minaj, you take uh, uh, these these current-day rappers, drop them back in the early 70s. People would freak out. The, matter of fact, hold on, let me give you another anecdote. Back in the day of Casey and the Sunshine Band, shake, 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 da, 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 shake, 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 when James Brown, I, hold on, no, 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 I think that's Isley Brothers. When I play my music, they say my music's too loud. When I try talking about it, I got the big one around. And when I roll it, I, roll fight, I get knocked on, on the ground by all this When they first played that, exactly, when you when you heard the, 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 they left the, the cuss word, it got more and more wicked to the point that that wasn't nothing. I remember the first time I heard the word bitch on national TV, I think it was like Falcon Crest, which came after the Duke has it, after Dallas, and then came Falcon Crest on Friday night. It's like things that get more and more wicked. And so I, the only reason why I stress that is because they don't care about letting you know that they are, they literally tell you, as L said, that they are possessed by a spiritual entity. Beyonce has said it. The uh, Nicki Minaj, Roman is her, that's the one who, uh, who's uh, um, the spirit that indwells her. And the a lot of these artists you don't get to be an artist no more unless you accept a demonic presence. And so the, the thing is that if a person says, well, I, you know, and again, I'm not saying that this is where you were, Seth. You, you, you did exactly what you said you did. This is what a good host does. But for the person in their heart who says, prove it to me, I ain't proving nothing to you. Do your, do your own due diligence because the fact is that the, the God of this world has set out to blind people so that they cannot recognize the love of God and they accept the the delusion and the delusion is strong. It doesn't take much to look into this and see it. The people say it out of their own mouths. If you want, if you want money and success, give your soul to the devil. I forget what white girl said that. Uh, one of the pop stars, I think Miley Cyrus or somebody. But, and then they'll 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 pan it off on they were just playing or you know this was euphemistic or this was an allegorical. No, Satan showed you that that's exactly how it gets down when he was trying to tempt the Messiah. He showed you, told him, it's mine to give. These things are mine to give. And if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of these kingdoms and the glory thereof in an instant. You'll have them. And the Messiah said no. Folks, people, other people said yes. And they're saying yes today. 
Let me let me Go do ahead. this, brother. I want to ask you something, but keep in mind, LSU got another. Well, we got a whole hour, so LSU, he, you're good. You're good because he got plenty of time to go again. But I just want to ask everybody this question. I think there is a LSU and I was talking earlier. He said a lot of young people are saying that older people blame everything on the devil. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm working with some people, and y'all, I promise y'all, I'm not talking about ten or twenty or thirty young people. In the six years I've been on my job, seven years I've been at this one place, I promise you there's at least about 50 is coming the door. And most of the – all of the young people seem like under 30. There's a there's always exception to the rule, but I'm talking about the vast majority of them, especially the black ones. Folks, it is not it is not no joke. These folks come in. They, number one, they don't stay on the job. They don't stay. None of them stay past like two months. They don't want to work, a lot of them. They really, really, really don't want to work. I mean, like crazy, like look for ways not to work. I've never seen nothing like this in my entire life. And there's here, look across the way, right 10 feet from them, there's a white kid. Now, they're not crazy about working, but they're putting in more. And I mean, it's what that is. Is that a beeper? Hold on, folks. It ain't. It ain't Okay, that's okay. That just beat, just mute us. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Okay, can y'all hear that? There we go. I think never. Okay, we got it. Sorry about that. I think that that was actually me. Sorry about that. I had an alarm go off, and I didn't know what it was. So, anyway, we all – sorry about that again. But, folks, do y'all see a link between rap music? I was talking about El and He said, man, that's the rap music. He said, that is all – that's 100% rap. But, again, there's there's this no-care, don't-care attitude. I mean, these folks – they feel like working these jobs is like they have no holler. And I, and I understand the whole residual income and they want to, you know, make the big money. I understand all this, this, the way they look at money now. But, I mean, my goodness, all of these rappers, all these millionaires, billionaires started on somebody's job, and they just worked on their craft part-time until their craft made more money than their actual nine-to-five. So do y'all see a, a link between this? And don't forget, a lot of these young people stay high. I promise to God, before it's over with, I think LSU may disagree with me here. Maybe. I don't know. But I promise you, before it's said and done, we're going to find out probably 30 years from now that our people was drugged. Because it's like all these young boys, something, I'm about to wrap this up, but it's something. Everywhere I go, I hear this. Purcell and I was talking about this not too long ago. Everywhere he grew up in Ohio, it's everywhere. These young black men are just wanting to stay high, and a lot of them they just don't. LSU said it; they don't progress past adolescence. And you know, a psychologist once said this on Oprah, and I agree with him. He said, "If it's a few people doing something, you can blame just those people. But when you have thousands and millions of people doing something, it's a system." And I think that system is linked to marijuana. But, you know, 
LSU will say no. they experts now with marijuana. But I don't know that our generation back in the day stayed high. It's just something with staying high. It's like you get high at a certain point, weekend, whatever, partying. We just want to mellow out and high. But just stay high on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Y'all comment on that. <laughs> That's really that really should not that really should not be so surprising to us as a people, as a community, when we consider the history of who we are as a people and what we've gone through and where we at. For the most part, these people have been sold a bill of goods. Even in rap music, they've been sold a bill of goods, just like in church they sell you a bill of goods. They say you sow a seed. Because the whole, it, it, it's the same thing. It's the same principle. It's the principle of greed. And so they say, if you sow a seed, then God's going to bless you, and you bless you with that. So in the standard, the Bible talks about those who God has become their, who, who, who are enemies of the cross, whose God has become their belly, who think gain is godliness. Well, that describes most of the world today. Not just hip-hop, as John said, and John, you did that so wonderful the way you laid that out and you even went back to the history and the origins of the genre and how it came about. But as I stated, I said 20 years ago, I saw in the direction that it was going to be fully consumed with greed. Because why did I say that? It's because the, uh, the culture of America was starting to celebrate greed in a way that it had never heretofore done. There was even a, a movie out about this guy on Wolf, I think it's called The Wolf of Wall Street, and it talks about how them celebrating, glamorizing greed and saying that greed is good. And then you had a president who came on the air, President Bush, who said, go out and spend money. Spend money. So that part of it is now. But when you talk about why do they seem to always be sedated, okay. <laughs> it's real simple. You live in a society. And you are the most despised individual in that society, in, in that society, in, the, in, the, in their culture. You are judged by the world and your own people as well, and especially before, you, before they ever know anything about you. So what that produces, it produces within you a syndrome of, a, 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 a syndrome of rejection. And what happens is that I know from history, if you reject me, I will reject you. And so they've come to the church. It's no difference that a lot of people in the church, whether they want to acknowledge it or not, they, Christianity is their drug. They go to church two, three times a week so they can get their fix. I've even heard preachers allude to this because it's a very real reality. It's no different from taking drug dose, but they have chosen another something different other than that than substance abuse. Because what they're doing is they're looking for something to hold them on to, Something to sustain them as they get through these most difficult days of living in a place where you're the bottom on the toe pole, a place where everybody says that you got to make it, you got to be rich, you got to get your hustle in. And the poorest in any community are going to be the people who are going to be most devastated by that cultural attitude. And that's who these people are. And that's why some you see them all the time high. It's no different. From literally during the depression, during the depression, alcoholism rose to an all-time high in the United States of America. So that, so to me, that's not any wonder or, or, or mystery. 
Because when you consider who these people are, what they deal with every day, that police officers can come out and judge them just the way the Christian community and other communities judge them and prejudge them without knowing anything about them and pull out a gun and blow their brains out, and he gets suspended for two weeks and goes right back the next week and draws a paycheck, and then is celebrated well, by a white culture because you killed the black man. Well, let me say this, Ella Shore, only because you're getting ready to go another 10 minutes uninterrupted. So out of fairness, Priscilla, I don't know if you can jump in or not. I don't know where you're at in your work. I'm going to wait for you to just jump in, Priscilla. But Brother Kenwood, again, Ella Shore, you have to go uninterrupted. So I'm interrupting you now because you're getting ready to get the mic. So Brother John, you may have more to say. But Brother Kenwood, I haven't heard from you in a while. Any feedback on what you've heard so far before Ella Shore go uninterrupted? Uh yeah yeah I just uh wanted y'all to all mix it up in a pot uh, the curses also that are on Israel and uh, I think they're playing a part in this also which uh, leads to our youth uh, I think they're feeling the curses but they don't understand and um, and, and it's in that ignorance that the music can persuade them to you know just follow Satan basically you know with the crime with the, uh, just like no morals in their heart whatsoever. Um, yeah, I think the people at the top, they know that their time is limited. The, the, they know it's getting closer almost, you know, and they ramping it up. Um, and they using the music as one of their tools, along with Hollywood, you know. Uh, but PTSD, uh, we was already a people uh, uh, mentally kind of already jacked up, you know. And uh, although we have some prominent, although we have some prominent families, um, at the very bottom of our community uh, lies immorality and uh, crime, and it's always been that way. And this rap music is basically going to the very bottom where, where where us as a people are at our lowest, and they made it into a a satanic jam that's like hypnotizing. Even the good children come from good homes are being affected by it, right? It is definitely a tool that is used by Satan. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's prophesied that it would be bad. So I, I think uh, everything that y'all are saying uh, is exactly right. Uh, and I think it's all mixed up together, man. It's uh, Jacob's trouble. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it, it's going to be a lot worse. <laughs> But I'm going to go and pass the mic right there. Okay, Brother John, any comments on what you've heard? Then I want to comment, then I'll assure you can go 10 minutes. Uh, Brother John, anything you've gleaned from anybody? Uh, <clears throat> I think that this is probably the more, one of the few times that there's a certain degree of cohesiveness in thought amongst us all. Um, and it's What's funny is that I find it unfortunate because, again, as L stated, I, I was a DJ, I was a lyricist, and I watched. The, what's funny is that as much as I love rap and hip-hop, I don't even listen to it today. I, I can't stand it. Um, I can, I'd rather listen to a hip-hop beat laced over some jazz and no lyrics at all. Don't say anything because as soon as you say something, you're trying to take it somewhere 
and I ain't trying to go there. Um, and that's what I listen to. These people will be like, well, why you don't never listen to the radio? <laughs> I don't want to listen to the radio. I, I don't listen to, like, it, I, right, like, these days, I'll turn on some smooth jazz. You think I'm in the elevator at, in the uh, produce section at the grocery store. <laughs> That's what I listen to now because not only did I see the transformation with rap, I literally dealt with some of some <laughs> I, I won't name drop, but I, I've dealt with some of the top names uh, in rap back in the late 90s because I had a friend who was trying to produce a movie, was trying to get some traction, and I'm not lying. When when these guys came around with their entourage, I can't explain to you how disappointing it was. It's like... Flip artists, people who, it's like, just to go off and try and punk somebody, this is what you do. And I'm talking about the, the main characters here, not just, <laughs> folks, I can recall a time coming to my apartment and the FBI is outside of my apartment. And they're asking me, are you John Clark? I said, yeah. Do you know this particular person? Yeah. yeah. It's like. Do you know where they are? No. Did they stay with you? Yes, they did. You, okay. Well, if you find out where they are, I, we need for you to contact us because they murdered someone in Cleveland and we're trying to locate them. And I'm like, well, look, I may not know about the particulars of why that took place, but they've been here for three weeks and they left maybe at this point in time and I have nothing to do with what may have taken place in Cleveland. Yeah, but don't you think that this person needs to have justice served? I'm like, look, you just said they murdered someone in Cleveland. What do I look like telling you where they're at? But I'll tell you what I'll do because I know that if I don't, I break the law. I'll tell you where they're at, not before I tell them that I'll be telling you where they're at. <laughs> you ain't getting me caught up in your mess, you know, but th- th- it's like, when they oh, right. left my apartment, when they left my apartment, folks, I'm not lying. I had to clean it for three weeks. From I'm talking not all day. I go to work. I come back. I cleaned the place for three weeks just because of how foul. It's like, it, and, and, and that's when I stopped entirely listening to rap music. And that's and that, this is before I began to study Satanism. Uh, and Luciferianism, quite a few years before that. So all I'm trying to say is that I've seen this thing up front, and I've, I've studied it, and I've uh, the, the the roots of what I see where it has gone, and it, it's just simply nothing nice about it. Um, but but folks, the fact is that it's not just rap music. That's only one tentacle. That's one tentacle. You're gonna find this in. In Hollywood, you're going to find this in politics. People that are governors, senators, they take the same oath. You think that they made an oath to the Constitution to protect it? No. They have an oath to the brotherhood. They have an oath to Satan. Mm -hmm. So 
you're the you're the fool to think that they're actually there to protect you and and to look to look out for your rights and to make sure that things are are supposed to go in such a way that it protects you. As LSU was said some some time ago, they worship Satan like you worship God. They sing songs to Satan. They they honor him. They adore him in the same way that you do God. Now let that say hey, Brother Clark. Hey Brother John, yes, I just wanna just kinda insert something that the majority of these Hollywood productions is uh ran by Jews. And also in the music yeah. industry of Jews. That's right. I've already said a lot. I've already said a lot. It was began by Jews. And I'm not trying to be mean towards the they, Jews. Because here's the thing. Stay there. Well, Jews. hold on. No, they are Jews. They, they, because the, the, the God says, um, that there are those whom you can they can come into the Commonwealth of Israel. The fact that they're fake is not simply because they're Ashkenazi. There are a lot of there are a lot of good God fearing Ashkenazi Jews. There's a lot of them. And they're over there with their family now. They want to do the right thing by God. We should not lump them all into the same lump. But there are right, some. but that don't mean they're genetically Jews. You know that. I mean, we all know that. They, that don't Obviously mean they not. But, but what I'm saying is that it did not take a genetic Jew to be in the Commonwealth. Right. That's so all I'm spirit, saying. It can be spiritual Jews, right? But when you say Jew, I just don't want it to be associated with. I mean, I mean. Anyway, everybody know where we're going with this. So, go ahead, John. What I'm saying is that. Not even a spiritual Jew. Like if you look at Rahab, if you look at Cornelius, if you look at the Ethiopian um, eunuch, if you, there's a lot of people who, at that time, they were not spiritual Jews as yet. You didn't have the access to it, but they they were still in the Commonwealth. They could not enter into the temple, but they were given all the same provisions as regular Jews. You were not supposed to treat them any differently. Right, I didn't want to take it there. I I just wanted to say the ownership of these rich juggernauts that's, that's running right. Hollywood and the music industry, all yeah. I'm saying is that they they live in Jerusalem. That's all I'm right. saying. But they are those that were as punishment to scatter us, to do, they have business in Israel, yes, but only to oppress us. That's those Revelation 2, 9, Revelation 3, 9, the Bible says, I know those who say they're Jews. So I just want to make it clear because we up here talking about Hebrew Israelites. The name of our show is uh, Hebrew Israelites Perspective on Current Events. If you turn and say they are brothers and sisters and they're doing all this crazy stuff, it may sound like confusion. But they are Jews according to the world, what the, who the world, some of the world call Jews. Yes, they are according to what the man say. But in terms of the Most High is using and who he scattered, they're not a part of it. And if they are, like I was saying earlier in the broadcast, there are some white Europeans that really are Jews by bloodline. I uh, don't know if they'll be involved with that because they're going to be literally the ones being oppressed, not ruling. All I, I guess all I was trying to say, bro, Seth is that there is a, a Jewish family 
in Jerusalem right now as we speak, they don't know that they're not the real Jew. <laughs> they don't know. But they, <laughs> right they in their heart of hearts, in their heart of hearts, the, the father raises his kid in the admonition of Yahweh. And Yahweh, has, he hasn't opened their eyes to this yet. But his father and his grandfather died doing the same thing that he does, which is raising their kids in the admonition of God. Does God recognize that as doing the right thing? Yes, he does. That's all I'm saying. That I, I just refuse to lump them all into the same lump and be like, just because you're an Ashkenazi, now you're a Jew who you, you say that you're a Jew and you are not. No, in his heart of hearts, this dude is a Jew. <laughs> and yeah, he may not be one right. biologically. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, John. Uh, not all Jews are super rich and billionaires. Um, they're, exactly. they're all not. They're, they're just right, kind of living their lives, brother, and I understand that. But, Brother Ken, even in what you're saying right now, and again, we're not talking about that. Just to get back to LSU, he's going to do his little 10-minute thing here. But just for clarity's sake, folks, yes, there are people that in their heart think they're Jews. There's people that also in their heart think they're rich, and they're not. It's who they heart think. But whatever they think in their heart, we're not governed by that. We don't care what they think. We think we were looking for who is the people of the Most High Yah. These are Hebrew Israelites. You know, y'all saying they Jews over there. If you're going to acknowledge them as Jews, somebody listening can say, because we got all kinds of people listening now. Somebody listen to the show for the first time, you got to remember that. And they saying, we say we're Hebrew Israelites. And we're saying they are Jews over there. Well, the Jews over there say we're not Jews. So we're going to, so we have to be careful. Now, again, I believe that the Father said he would call a nation. Y'all all know this. I'm not teaching John nothing he ain't already said a thousand times. Brother Kenwood, I'm just, I'm just making a clarification for those that may be listening to Hebrew Israelites' perspective on current events. And here we are talking about Jews doing some other things that is not going through the oppression we're going through. And yet, they're, so I'm just saying the scripture still is strong, still true. The true Israelites is who we're talking about that is definitely so that it's being used by this hip-hop culture, this rap culture. They are Jews. They are Israelites. Don't know they're Israelites, but they are going through prophetic events happening to them. I just want to make that clarification. Again, John knows exactly what he's saying, and I know we all know this, but I just want to – I'm thinking about that person that's listening. Tune in because we didn't say perspective on current events. We said Hebrew Israelites perspective on current events. So hopefully I help you if you did have a question there. But John, go ahead and, and, and finish what you were saying. And uh, Brother Kim, if you have anything, or Purcell, if you have anything, jump right in. Otherwise, I'm going to turn it over to LSU. Yeah, I have nothing more to say on the matter. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, John, that was good. That was good. I agree a lot from what you said. And I hope you know that. Really appreciate that. I always have have you. Whenever the more you share, the better the show. So LSU is back in your court, brother. You got ten minutes, and um, just take your time. Remember, y'all, try not to interrupt. Let him kind of get it out. We'll just give. That's why I'm putting him on a timer because we don't want to interrupt. If we go to interrupt him, we can't use a timer. So LSU, do your thing. Well, I think I'm kind of pick. I want to pick up from where you are. You guys left off at. <clears throat> And I want to present a little bit more of the problem 
and then I want to consume the most of this 10 minutes in dealing with how we deal with this because it's not something we're going to eradicate. We have gone, we're too far in the game for us to eradicate. And I think what Brother Linda said is very important because we have to also look at everything that takes place Brother with Ken- us as a people. In, in Brother Kenyon, I'm sorry. We have to look at it within the context. <laughs> with, and forgive me, forgive me for Hold that, on, let's Cassidy. get his name right. Let's get his name right. You keep saying it's Brother Ken Wynn. Or either Brother Cassaberry, either one. Ken Wynn or Cassaberry. Okay, okay. I'm going to say Cassaberry, okay? <laughs> so all right. Forgive all me right. for that. Okay. But uh, the fact that what he just said in regards to when you read Deuteronomy 28, there is nothing, absolutely nothing that has befalled us as a people in the terms of the heart, in terms of the hardship that we have endured and encountered while living in the land of our captivity, which is the land of our enemies. I know you have a problem with that. A lot of people do, but let me put this in context. John may use a very significant word, and I don't think everybody grasped what he was trying to say. He said that these people are in the commonwealth. Let, let, me, let me just see if I can communicate what he, in, in a sense, the point he was making. If you live in America and you white, you may be people who love the Most High, who see Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But what you're not aware of, that there is a context, a historical context that came before you that gives you a privileged position, whether you are pro or con on slavery. So therefore, you still reap the benefits of your forefathers who were slave masters and oppressed our ancestors. And you are therefore still partaking of the commonwealth of the oppressors. <clears throat> Likewise, when you go to Israel. Now, I appreciate the fact that you have people on this line who are very fair, and they give all human beings, regardless of, of political or religious or ethnic persuasion, a fair chance and deal with that. But we, that does not mean that we deny the facts that be. And this is this, and I'm going to roll it down. You mentioned NWA, Brother Seth. NWA, can you tell me what the ethnicity of his manager, what their manager was? No. Okay, so you, Brother Seth. Brother well, White, talking yeah, to me? I, I'm sorry. He was a white guy. I said Brother Seth may have left the line temporarily. But, uh, yeah, Brother Casper, oh, can you brother tell Seth. me? Okay. Now, can you so repeat the question, brother? Hold on, everybody. Hold on, said, everybody. Can you, can hold you... on. Hello, hold on. I did not mention NWA at all, but I don't know the ethnicity of their manager. He was a Jew. Okay. Okay. And, and actually, Seth, you, you, if you look back, when you listen back to the show, you actually did mention that. Um, I don't even know about NWA, so I know I didn't say NWA. Maybe I talked about another group, but not NWA. I don't ever talk okay. about them. Well, NWA, as we know, is an acronym for Niggas with Attitudes. And their group, their manager, was a man who was also fleecing them for money and cheating them, but he was a Jew. That is the beginning. That was literally the beginning of the hijack of the, that very wonderful, prolific, and very often sometimes prophetic talent that John was talking about in these artists. And that's when they begin to manipulate and exploit it and use it for their gain. Even if it causes confusion, even if it causes chaos, because whatever is conducive to their agenda, that's what they will carry out. Now, 
it's very difficult to just have this conversation without discussing the Illuminati. Because if you're going to deal with the source of the problem of what's going on in hip-hop and rap music, of what's going on in Hollywood, what's going on in politics, what's going on in these churches, do you know the one who is bent on destruction at the origin of it? are the very people whom the scripture says in 2 and 9 and 3 and 9, those who say they're Jews but are not but are the synagogue of Satan. No, I'm not talking about your little boy out there playing in the street who might get bombed by a Palestinian rocket. I'm not talking about the Palestinian whose whole family might be taken out by these Gentiles who claim to be Jews. No, no, I'm talking about, actually I am talking about not the, the people who are the victims of it, but the people who are the orchestrator of it. These people, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, because the scripture complies with it, they are evil and went and bent on destruction. They are servants of Satan. When you say the synagogue of Satan, the word synagogue is a Greek word that means the house. And the Bible clearly says that they are the, of the house of Satan. There's another scripture in Revelations, and you can trace the origins of these same people who call themselves Ashkenazis. They came from a region uh, of, of the Caspian Sea, which we know as the Caucasus Mountains, and they are Turkish. And then they traveled and displaced in places like in Poland and Russia and Germany. Well, these people come from the very region referred to as Smyrna in the Bible. And then in another place, it says the seat of Satan on earth. These are the people who are fully, absolutely, completely in control of the music industry, of the whole entertainment industry, and they have now taken control through politics. They've controlled through religion. I remember years ago when I was at Oral Roberts University, John Hagee came, and he was a guest speaker at one of our chapel services. And and in his research on warfare and on, on witches and things like that, he had talked to people who were straight out fully committed Satanists, and they would tell him, they said, do you know what we do as an effective defense against what you all are trying to do? When we find ministers on TV who only deal with surface issues, but they do not deal with the death of the things concealed in the scripture, we support them. When we find ministers on TV who teach false doctrine, we support them. These people are controlling. They are the puppet masters. We talk about the Illuminati. The United States came into existence, and they declared the Declaration of Independence in the year 1776. Well, that same year was the year of the official origin, birth, and foundation of the Illuminati. In America, in the media and other places, America is referred to as the American experience, the American experiment. No, 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 no. That's a misnomer. It was the Illuminati experience, and it's nothing new. Let me read you something real quick. Because it's important that people know. See, when I was in church, when I was when I and I, I'm still in the church and the body of Christ. I'm a born again, spirit filled believer. But when I was in Christianity, I say the Christian church. That was something that intrigued me, especially when I was at ORU. And it was the issue of spiritual warfare. Because I understood, unlike my son who made that statement that brother yes, that brother Seth alluded to when it says that we that, that we are of a generation who think everything is of the devil. I had a very spiritual awareness. Brother John Clark on the line, he can testify to that. So literally, one of the things that I got great privilege out of was casting out devils. And I cast out by the grace of the Most High through the power of the Holy Spirit many devils 
But after I left ORU, the Holy Spirit took that to another level. And for that, for people to understand who are believers, pick up your Bibles, if you will. And I want to go to Ephesians chapter 6 and begin with verse 10. And it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in, in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of Elohim, Elohim that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And when you talk about the Illuminati, they they meet every description within their scripture. So that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with people who control the economy and the government of the United States of America. They talk about what they call it, that shadow government, whatever. All that is is just a distraction because the people who make their comment about this shadow government or what have you, they knew who's really running in, in control because they control them like puppets. And yes, it goes on in the churches as well. There are televangelists who have literally made that oath through entering that covenant with the Illuminati. That's why many of them are on TV. When a television program comes on TV, on TVN, do you know what the oh, air sure. time is for 30 minutes on that, on that TV time? I'm watching my clock. I got one minute. You got no, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. You're really hyped mm-hmm. up and it's good. Keep going. But we got to tie back into rap music. That's going to be what the sh- people are going to be. Gl- I know it's current events, but you kind of getting deep into the. No, no. I mean, but it's tied because rap, remember this. Rap music. If you're going to tie it like in, go ahead. Go name, just don't even. Okay. Just rap music going. is just like oh, any other music in. genre. The, the, the difference and the distinguishing thing with rap music is that the very people who brought us to slavery are in control of rap music. And they are using rap music to destroy the minds, the culture, and the aspirations of our youth. And they have already succeeded at doing that in one generation. And so when you cannot, like I said, you cannot discuss how horrible and how wicked and, and, and the satanic effects of, of rap music without understanding the source of it and who controls it and who is the puppet master. So when you talk about that, these people are in control. They own, they own most of the, the distributing house of the music. Nobody gets music distributed throughout the United States economy unless you come to these houses of distribution. They own the, the, the studios. And what has been 224, they have owned these people's copyright to their information. So when you see people like Michael Jackson, people like Prince, and, all these, and also R. Kelly, who has one song, who has over $250 million, million worth of uh, royalties behind it, when they, uh, people like Bill Cosby, when you see that these people go after them, these are people who have bucked that system. They have bucked that system. When you look at DMX, DMX, because he had a habit of drug abuse, which makes it so convenient when you plan somebody's destruction and you look for something to blame it on. Well, DMX knew about all of this, and he became to begin to be more and more of a vocal voice against this. And he had the ears of these rap of these rap stars because they had a lot of honor and respect for DMX. But he is only one of many. 
So the thing is that you need to know what you're dealing with. And why did I read this scripture, last scripture, and I'm finish here? Ephesians, I mean, oh, no, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 12. And this is why this happened, and this is what we have to understand, that, it, that literally we're dealing with something, as with so many things in our culture, that it can overbecome one of the people of the Most High, the elect, whether you're in Christianity or anything else. When I talk about the elect, it means the weak, not the tares, whether you're in Christianity or whether you're a Hebrew Israelite. But we have to come back to a people who are given to deep prayer and intercession. Because this is real simple. If the Most High is not speaking and revealing things to you, that means that you have some distance between you and the Father. And how can you live in the most turbulent times in the history of the world and not hear the Father speaking to you in regard to your present and our future? Revelation 12 and 7, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the world, and has cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard of, now, go down to verse 12, verse 11. And they uh, and talks about the believers, those who are born again of the spirit of Christ and, and who have now appointed. No, I'm going to read it. And I heard a Lord's voice in heaven. Now it's come salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. And they overcame the blood. They overcame them by the blood and by the word of their testimony and that they loved not their lives unto death. Now. Go down to verse 14, and it says, verse 13, And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth to the man-child. We know that to be the Messiah, Yahweh, Jesus. And the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nursed for a time and times and a half from the face of the serpent. And the serpent was cast out of his mouth of water as a flood after the woman that he may cause her to be carried away by the flood. We know that wasn't, that didn't work. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keeps the commandments of God and have the testimony of Yahweh Shad Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ. People, this is it. We talk about doing spiritual warfare. When you're praying, you need, we all need to be praying that for, for our people to be aware and that they do not become victims of this evil, wicked music genre. That means not only as listeners, but those who have the talents, that they can use those talents in a different way. But if you go into rap and hip-hop, it's not a, I have a son, and the last thing I'm going to say, I have a son, his name was Daniel Joel Israel Ellison. I love my son dearly and greatly. He's one of the most talented people on the planet of the earth, more gifted than almost anybody I had ever encountered. And Daniel was going, had went through some things in his life. And Daniel was trying to change it with his life. But he, I know, and he knew that he was called of God, the priest of gospel of the kingdom. He knew it. God had showed it to him in many dreams and things and so forth. Daniel became totally enamored with rap music and the hip-hop culture. So on the, the weekend that Daniel was going to perform in his first concert, he lost his life in Edmore, Oklahoma. 
I grieved my son very strongly for about two or three years, and I had to get some understanding. But on that night, as a matter of fact, Seth, your wife was very instrumental in bringing this message to me, because I'm going to say some things y'all going to think is strange. And Seth White told me, she said, I know this is strange, because she said it, but you're going to hear from him again. You're going to hear from him again. And for the next five or six nights, I would dream, and the Holy Spirit, get this clear, believers, I'm not talking about to talking to the dead. And the Holy Spirit used his person to speak through me. And what I came to understand that the Most High was merciful in the death of my son. Because even though he lost his life, he maintained his salvation. But if he had went beyond the point beginning with that weekend, and there was no doubt he would have been extremely successful, I know the gift. I listened to rap music for about 20 years, and it was all I listened to. And like John, I started listening to, to jazz music before I ever got into rap music. And now that's where I'm back at as well, Brother John. But literally, I know those who are gifted, and I know he has a gift. It's like I have a daughter in my house who's extremely gifted of the most high with, with a gift in the sense of, of, of song. But in that night, the Lord spoke to me, and he, he showed to me. He said, son. He said, this was an act of mercy on my part. He said, remember, I see all things before they happen. If your son would have beyond this point, beyond this point he would have been extremely successful in this most wicked of music genre. And he would have not just lost family, friends. He said he would have lost his soul. He said he would have lost his soul and burned for eternity in the lake of fire. By the grace of the Most High, I had been praying for him. This is, what, this is where the answer is. I had been praying for him, and I had been believing God for him. As a matter of fact, one night I called him at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. He spoke to me. He said, call your son. There's some things on your heart you need to tell him. And I told him, I said, I love you. You are a good son, and I'm extremely proud of you. But just like a lot of these young men, he had three, he had two, he had three children that were dependent upon him. And Daniel would do anything to provide for his children. And as a result, what he thought was going to be the Magna Carta, the thing that was going to take him over, was wrath. But he didn't know that on the other end, the side of that fence, was destruction. I'm done. Mm, powerful, powerful. Yep, that was powerful. Uh, uh, go ahead, Brother Ken, with anything you glean from what you've heard. That was that was powerful. Um, thank you for that, uh, Brother Elisha. Brother Kenwin or Purcell, uh, anybody, Brother John? Oh, okay. Um, all right. Oh, were you about hold to on. go, John? Hold on. Hold on, Brother Kenwin. I heard some noise, and I think there's Purcell. Purcell, were you trying to get in there? Okay, go ahead, Brother Kenwin. All right. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And uh, I, I I I totally agree with Elshua, man. Uh, it it is the the music is uh, definitely got satanic, um, and it's just one of the pieces to me, though. It's just one of the the tools that Satan is using. Uh, he's capitalizing off the dysfunction that was already on him from the cursing, um, and it's going to lead us to destruction if we don't wake up. Um, I want to add in there that even the cartoons that our children are watching are are, are sending subliminal messages. 
um, the commercials on TV and on TV series and movies. Um, we are surrounded uh, by uh, uh, really close to porn, you know, played. Uh, porn is free to watch, free to watch, right, on the Internet. Children have, have uh, access to the Internet all the time. And as they get older and they get more freer, uh, it's all this opportunity to, to come to save this trap. It's all laid out. Um, so, yeah, we are living in some terrible times, and it's going to, the tempo is increasing because uh, he know that the time is going short. He want to take who all down with him, um, and I, I think that's the goal. And uh, we just got to be able to use our spiritual eyes and, and see that, see the traps, you know. Um, I also want to hit on some of the antidote I think that can combat all this. Uh, it's, it's prophesied that it's going to get ugly. It's going to get terrible, bad. It's, it's, I mean, we can't we can't stop that. However, the Most High asked all of us that believe and have faith in Him um, that the blood is, will be on our hands if we don't give our warnings, if we don't uh, come up with something to try to pick off and save as many of them as we can. So, if He gave us that order, that means there some power in uh, a plan. If we was to come up with a plan, it's subject to, you know, be a force to, to save as many as we can. But this is the, another issue that we're having. Us good people who love Christ, love God uh, with all our hearts, we are bumping heads with each other in, in the method of saving. Uh, we thinking we're saving, like our Muslim brothers. We're thinking we're saving them from the Satan grafts and traps. But as we know on this panel, that that's a bad uh, 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 line to go down, you know what I'm saying? Um, we, I mean, uh, good intentions, real good intentions. But Kemet, our brothers in Kemet, they feel like uh, they can save this thing by by bringing them to their identity of, that we're the Egyptians, you know, uh, got the best intentions in the world. But if we can just sit down and agree, though, see what I'm saying? Because we're going to be working against each other, trying to save the very people we see getting sucked in the trap, because we see it, right? Uh, we're stumbling over each other, working against each other, because we can't seem to sit down and just agree. Just uh, just come up with some kind of universal plan, right? And uh, I'm gonna go and just shoot my shot right quick. I, 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 you know, I know a lot of people don't believe, but I believe coming back to the law. You know, that's my standpoint, right? The the identity, learning who they is, why they in this situation, get go, uh, and the, you know, minimizing the sin in the lives, right? And trusting in Christ. I, being born again, right? Um, so, I mean, that's my antidote for us Israelites, us young Israelites, you know. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I, my stance on. Uh, to all my uh, uh, spiritual Jews that's caught up in the chaos, you know, I would try to conjure up Paul's teachings. He was like a genius speaking about the spiritual realm. And, um, 
I, I would definitely try to run to Paul and learn how, you know, everything Paul said, I want to say it, to see if I could uh, get them from that snare. Because, I, I mean, I don't want to see nobody get sucked into that hole that Satan's created, right? Um, and, and that's what uh, God wants of all of us at the end of the day, right? To save souls, right? Uh, so, uh, therefore, um I mean, that's my stance. That's my position. Now, how can I make it universal where I can agree with the brother on the other side of the fence that, you know what I'm saying, believe differently from me? I have no clue. I, I, don't, I don't know that answer because uh, we can all work together in a, if we can sit down. But that's always been our problem. Like, that's one of the curses in itself, right, that, that we can't seem to see eye to eye. Our leadership always been in chaos. Well, but hey, let, let me pass the mic right there. Let, let me say this, Brother Kimmel. First oh, of all, I appreciate your heart. I appreciate what you're saying. Purcell, I don't think you want to get in there. Go ahead, Purcell. Okay. Uh, I apologize, guys. I got uh, was pretty busy around here tonight. Uh, so that kind of took me out the loop a little bit. At any rate, uh, Brother Kimmel, this is what I'm going to say to you, yeah. my brother. All you right. spot on right there. You spot on. You came down my street, and I'm so glad you did because my position is, number one, I'm in agreement with you as it relates to um, the, uh, the uh, bucking against one another unable to come uh, to a place of agreement, unable to stand together. Um, that's, that is my plight. That is my plight. That, in my opinion, is the worst part of the body of Christ, is the fact that we are so divided, not only in the church, but we're divided in our way of thinking. And that's a sad, sad testimony for these young people. Uh, the late Dr. Iona Locke used to say all the time, what type of gospel are we handing down to our young people? And she would always talk about how it was a, uh, we were at a place of damnable evil, not from the Gentile or the unbeliever, but the damnable evil was coming straight from the pulpit and the leadership of our quote-unquote brothers and sisters. And that is what's plaguing. That's why the music situation, and I understand all that other stuff Ellis Shule was talking about, um, which I'm oblivious to. I, I don't know the history like that. I ain't even going to perp and front and act like, you know, I'm on top of that. I'm not. Because I'm one of the ones who actually loved or used to love hip-hop too. Um, I've always been 
one of the ones who loved also jazz. But, again, like I heard somebody else say, I don't even listen to it no more. Number one, um, I think I heard Brother John talking about the lyrics. First of all, it ain't nothing lyrical about what's going on today because there is no substance. There is no substance. And you know what? I really don't, per, per se, blame them or the musician or the artist. I don't, per se, blame them because what they're actually doing is they're doing what they do in order to sell records, just like anybody else. It's the American way, right? We're giving the people, uh, uh, who is that? That's a, that's a group that uh, had a song that said, give the people what they want. Eh, 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 eh. Y'all remember that? See, I'm 53 years With old. With a little so. bump and grind. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking with you, man. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm joking, I'm joking. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Essentially, they just giving the people what they want. The people cried out and called out for this, for for this. I, I don't even, I don't even know if you can call it talentless uh, genre so for real. Because you know, when it gets doing, to cutting in, let me do this because we got a, like nine minutes left in the show. We probably roll over a little bit, but not no more than a few minutes. I'm, but I'm fast. I'm more fast. Yeah. No, I, I want you to go ahead and finish what you're saying, but I wanted you just to try to give some type of solution. Hey, Brother well, Kenwin, that was great. Here, I'll I just stop. Look, I'll just stop right there and give a solution. The solution is uh, for us to be strong and courageous as the body of Christ, you know, but the other thing is for us to pursue the power of agreement. Once we can come to a place of agreement, then we can begin to uh, we can begin to come against some of these devils, some of these demonic forces. Right now, we're in cahoots. We're sleeping with the enemy right now, for real, as believers. Well, well, let me let me say this, don't 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 hang up. Don't finish. Don't don't go nowhere. I want you to finish. We ain't here for you tonight. Just gotta quickly interject here. Remember, I'm commentating too, y'all. If I was a young person, per se, you got a lot of noise. I know you can't help it. But just while I'm talking, mute us. And when it's time to talk, I'm going to you. But because uh, it's real loud, uh, but we need you. So mute us now. Then when I get done, mute us. But uh, actually, let me do it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'll just. All right. Now, here's my thing. If people are listening, and remember, we put out uh, uh, in our uh, uh, we put out a uh, a, pit, a picture of rap rappers like the top 15 rappers, and on there it said rap then, rap now. So a lot of people gonna click on the show to hear. They know we're gonna be. Exposing rap, they know that, but they want to hear some solutions. It'd be a shame 
Brother Kenwin did a good job. El Shua threw out some things. Even Brother John said some things. But I want us to just kind of hone in on now. We've exposed it, I think. Brother El Shua did a wonderful job talking about the, the, the people that's pulling the strings, the so-called Jewish people. Brother John uh, also added quite a bit tonight doing the same thing. So, all right, got it naked. See, this, 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 this evil is taking our people back. It could be responsible for a lot of what the LHU was saying, hopelessness with our young people, being hypocrisy and society, being hypocrisy in the church. Okay, got it. We see it. What's the solution? Well, the Kenwin gave some of it. He also gave some challenges. Church can't come together. If I was a young person and I heard this show up until now, all it would tell me is, and I'm saying in the church, and I'm saying in the church, that's what I would be thinking right about now. And I'm saying in the church. Now, while I know that a lot of buildings have issues, there's a whole lot of people getting delivered and set the food free in these churches. There's a whole lot of deliverance going on, even with greedy pastors. There's a whole. That's why they love Creflo. It ain't because he bring him no money. That man teach on marriage. It's a lot of marriages. Just listen to some of the testimonies. Everybody go to this church. They they are bewildered right now because of uh you know his comments about everything I've been talking on time. They tripping over that, but that's why people stay. You gotta remember our people. A lot of them. Everybody's not that desperate. Uh, let me just let me finish up here, Priscilla, because I know your time is limited. But all I'm trying to say is this. People go to church pastors. People go to churches where pastors have been got in trouble with sleeping with their members. There one pastor locally, he was spanking his members. Right now you have a big church. Why do people keep going? Are they just stupid? No. There's some other benefits they get there. Now I know everybody go to churches not going for the race. I understand that. But I don't went to churches where the pastor was racist and I got blessed in other areas. There's a lot of blessings at these churches. I'm trying to tell you what's the truth, what the Father like, the truth. You can't go to Catholic Cathedral <clears throat> or any of these churches and, and just take a mic and go around and ask the members, why are you here? Why are you here? Your pastor was just caught up in a, uh, you know, he was on the news. Why are you here? A lot of them people know their pastor might have did whatever he said, but they, they, they have relationships. They grew. They have people that they was accountable to. That pastor is not all there is in the body of believers. There's real people there. There's Ella Shua's there. There's Purcell Porches on the third row. There's some Kenwin Castleberries in the back ushering in the church where the pastor's greedy. So what does that mean? I'm not encouraging people to go there. I'm just saying there's a lot of hope, y'all. There's a lot of answers, y'all. The Holy Spirit really is, the Father is honoring those who come with their right heart, like Ella Shua was saying a couple of weeks ago. It's like the wheat and the tares. Let them grow together. I will separate. So back to you, Purcell. Then I'll get from John. And then we hear from uh, Ella Shaw, and uh, I think we'll go in that order. But uh, just right now, Purcell, any any hope? And let's let's wrap this up, y'all. Do it less than maybe two minutes. But we gotta wrap this show. So I'm everybody two minutes. 
There is definitely hope. Yo. As long as as long as Christ is risen, there's hope. We have got to uh, we have got to get to this place of agreement. Tell your life really loud, man. We can barely hear you, so just wrap it up. We can barely hear you. Turn what off? I'm sorry. No, I'm about to film that right here with you. I got your back. You can leave right here. You sure? Yeah. All right. Purcell, <laughs> are you there? Okay, I am. We waiting on you have a okay. conversation. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Trash? No, I didn't get any trash. We get Okay. Okay. Uh, Everything all right, yeah, you y'all? I'm about out, guys, because I don't want to keep hearing. I already said I'm at work, so um, and it's kind of kind of hectic. So you guys go ahead, man. Do your thing. I'm just listening. Uh, okay, Purcell, well, appreciate that. He is at work, everybody, and sorry about that, Purcell, but uh, we couldn't hear you, man. It's all there is to it, so. Uh, brother, uh, he tried everybody to get this defense, y'all. Just be patient, all right? Uh, uh, brother uh, John, any final comments? Two minutes, please. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple final comments. I'm pretty sure nobody's going to like this. Um, maybe about a month and a half, two months ago, Brother Purcell gave a testimony about what took place with his mother while he was in college. It was like nothing I had ever heard. And the funny thing is that I was going to speak to him on the following show, but I don't even know if I was on the following show or he went on the show or whatever the case may be. Um, You know, I just never was in the place to come back up and to discuss it. Me and L are like close. We talk all the time. What L shared with y'all tonight in its, in its entirety, he's never shared with me. And what I'm trying to tell you folks, and when I say you folks, I mean all the people that are listening now and all the people who are to listen at one point in time. You have a choice to make. <laughs> and I'm not okay. going to sugarcoat it and be like. Please forgive me. Please yeah. forgive me, y'all. You know, uh, everybody's. No problem. on the hour. It's come from an hour. Those of you that clicked on the link, you didn't call the phone number, you clicked on the link. You have literally like 60 seconds to call the show if you want to keep listening. We're going to roll over just a little. So if you want to hear the rest of this, you got to call the phone number, 914-205-5590. All right, go ahead. Yeah, all I'm saying is that you have a choice to make. I'm not particularly concerned with whether you agree with Brother uh, Purcell Porche or Brother Kimberly Castleberry or, or me. or I'm not concerned with that. All I know is that I 
started at a point in time, and I have maintained the faith from then to now. I've made plenty of mistakes. I've made plenty of progress at various times. But the same Messiah who brought me into the fold then is still my Lord today. We've been doing these shows. Seth, I can still remember when Seth was getting started. Uh, I was doing outside sales. I would catch this show with him and Arlene. And I hadn't spoken with him in years. Seth was the first person who who brought the notion of, of, of me being a Hebrew Israelite, quote unquote, back when I was still in college. Folks, the time is short. I am not like, hey, you know, what do you guys think? No, I'm telling you, you, you guys have been listening to us for years. And again, some of you are already born again. If you are not born again, you need to follow up with Brother Seth. You need to call his line. You need to speak to Brother Porsche. You need to ask how you can speak to Brother L or me or Brother Chenwin so that you can find out how to become a part of this family because if you, all you do is listen in for entertainment purposes or you just, just like you just want to gather more knowledge and information, you will miss this boat because this boat does sail. It does sail. You got people pouring their hearts out to you. We go back and forth. We don't always agree. But to be honest, I personally don't mind not agreeing. Me and my dudes, we oftentimes don't agree. We will go, it just goes down like that. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, we're not trying to hold y'all's hands for the rest of y'all's lives. Y'all got a choice to make. Make your choice. You can continue listening without that choice, but until you make that choice, you remain on the outside. I'm done. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Brother Ellis Shaw, then Brother Kenwin. Um, when I read the passage in Revelation chapter 12 that was speaking about Israel, and I dare say that most of the problems that we're experiencing, it's not because of the church that we attend. It's not because of the religion that we seek to give submission to. It's because who we are. And if you know that and understand that within its entirety and understand the conceptualization of that, as he always said this, your, your Messiah put it like this. He said, broad is the way to destruction. And many enter therein. But narrow is the way to eternal life, and few that, that, that find their way into end. Um, when you read the prophets from, from, oh goodness, from Jeremiah all the way through, from Isaiah all the way through, you always will hear this particular point, and they use this word, a remnant. A remnant. I am not looking for all of our people to be saved because many of them have given over to the enemy. They love the life that they have, and they do not want to reject it. They're like the ruler who came, the rich ruler who came to the Messiah, and he asked him, what must I do to enter the kingdom? And he told me, he said, go and sell all that you have and give to the poor. But 99% of the people within this culture are not going to do that. But I am a very, very hopeful. I have great expectations for what's going to be coming. True enough, all things that can be shaken are being shaken right now. And as I said, but the thing, the common factor, that all the things that we experience, that common factor is that we're black people. And it doesn't happen just in America. It's happening all around the world. And so when Satan set forth his sights on us, 
because of who we are. We are the seed of that woman that he sought to attack us. But the Most High gave us a remedy in how we, re- we resolve this and be restored and come back to the Father. And Brother Casselberry hit that on very plainly. And as a matter of fact, about two weeks ago, he said this. And when he said it, when I got off the show that night, I began to study and research the scripture that he quoted from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 through 10. That was instructions not to a church, not to a religion. That was instructions specifically to Israel. And he says, and until you do this, you will remain in the land of your captives, being subject to those who are your enemies. And it's something that most people fight against. But guess what? We've got to come to understand that it's the letter alone killeth, but the spirit giveth life. But we must understand that through the spirit, as we said that in the week, I said the most phenomenal statement I hear, if you make yourself subject to the Holy Spirit, you will not become subject to white supremacy. But the letter alone in the killeth and the spirit giveth life. And he said, I'm longing for those who worship me in both spirit and in truth. Because we're going to have to walk in the spirit. We're going to have to live by faith. And I'm sorry for those who don't believe. I'm, no, I'm not sorry because it's the word, the most high's word. If you are born again spiritual and you are black, you're going to continue. Us as a community are going to continue to experience these things. And there's only one way out of it. And that's Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 1 through 10. And that's the covenant and the commandment that he gave it to us. And he speaks that it lays out explicitly that when we do this, he will restore us, renew us, and then from there, take us back to the land of our promise. We're in Babylon. Y'all have a good night. I love you. Bless everyone. Keep hope alive. When I say keep hope alive, understand that there's someone who has died and shed his sins for the remissions of our sins. And if we come into that and submit to him, he'll lead us and guide us into all truth. I'm speaking to the predestined elect of God. You're out there. You might be out there in the streets. You might be doing this or that thing. But you hear his voice. Brother John said, you got a decision to make. It's time to heed that voice. Yep. Amen. Good word, Brother Alishore. And thank you for those uh, presentations on all of that. That was all good. Everybody, I thought, contributed a lot. I don't know how. I I probably talk at the less tonight, which is good. But Brother King, one got a chance to share a good, t- good chance to hear him. And Brother King, I want to ask you a question while you're coming on last. How do you feel about you doing the same thing for Thursday night? In other words, you present what will be the open forum, and you give your two cents on it, uh, your ten minutes, and then we share. You do go ten minutes again at least two times. Uh, oh, how do you feel about? Oh, oh brother Seth, that man, that's. That'll be awesome, Phil. Well, you got it. So, That'll be Thursday, awesome. Brother Kenwood is the youngest of us, so look for him on Thursday to do a presentation. And, uh, you know, you've been away. I was going to ask Purcell, but, you know, you have, you have been away, and so is your back. And so I think it's just, just probably, you know, just a good welcome back type of thing. But I do want to hear from Purcell. I know he has a lot on his heart. And Brother John, for sure, y'all already know, Brother John, uh, I missed that brother co- uh, moderating to be honest with you. So brother John, just know that. But brother Kenwin, yes, Thursday at least twenty minutes worth of just un- uninterrupted. All right, and uh, we're just gonna try to be fair right. to do that eventually. All right. So again, everybody, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. All right. Brother, wait, 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 wait. We're gonna get your final. Go ahead and give us your final in less than two minutes, brother. Quickly. 
All right, waking up Israel, y'all. I'm trying to get this uh, podcast off the off the ground. Uh, it's called Waking Up Israel. Uh, y'all run across it, tune in. All right. All right, that's all, all right, I wanted right. to say there. Seth. Well, thank you. you yep, yeah, you should, you can, yeah, and y'all check him out. Check him out. Well, listen, everybody. I hope y'all heard Brother John tonight. Brother uh, Purcell was at work tonight. He couldn't get, couldn't y'all. Even even in his being at work and all the noise, we could bar- Purcell. When you listen to the show again, you gonna hear Brother. We would, we barely could hear you. So. Um, it's the best he could do, and I appreciate him trying. I really do. Uh, so him and Salt Life Ministries was represented tonight. He was able to get some things out. All right, LSU, again, thank you for your contribution, Brother John, Brother Kenwin. I love y'all. Know that. I'm not playing, okay? And matter of fact, I love every single one of y'all, and that's all you listen And there's nothing you can do about it. Folks, Thursday, don't forget Thursday. Brother Kenwin is going to be doing his thing. Uh, At least he'll go 20 minutes, but we may do some other things on top of that because uh, unless it goes the whole show like with LSU tonight, okay? So, again, we're out of here. Uh, This is the Mississippi Mass Choir, excuse me, the Florida Mass Choir, saying those of you that are doing the right thing, continue doing it. This is a message to you that, that is doing the right thing. I thought we hit the solution pretty much. It, it's it's pretty simple, folks. Just return to the Most High, follow the Holy Spirit, and you'll keep all of the laws you're supposed to. And then keeping His laws, there's protection. And following His Ruach Hakodesh, the Holy Spirit, there's protection. And don't forget about angels, who the Bible says was sent to the earth specifically to minister those of us to be heirs of salvation. Every little voice you hear about your protection is not the Holy Spirit. It's angels. Holy Spirit is here to reveal the Father and His will, but the angels is here to protect us. Don't forget, we have angelic protection, not to mention the nine gifts of the Spirit, where the Holy Spirit rises up in us and give us a word of wisdom, give us a word of knowledge, instruct us in prophecy. Folks, we have power. We're not hopeless. Yes, we can't always agree on doctrine, but, I mean, come on, we believe in the Most High. We believe in the Messiah. We believe that there is a higher walk that, that we are supposed to have. We are believe we, we, we believe in doing the right thing and loving people. If you love people, you really cover a multitude of faults. So we're not as divided as we probably think. But anyway, check this last song out. I promise you it will be a blessing to you. It blesses me. It's a little old school, but just listen to the message. Listen to the message, and you will be blessed. I promise you. All right? I do a lot uh, in picking the first and the last songs of our shows for a reason. Again, I love every single one of you, and I pray that the Father will take the words that were spoken tonight. And, Father, I just ask you right now in Yeshua's name that you would take the words that were spoken tonight and help the people to glean hope. Uh, where we where we spoke hope, help them to remember the things that we said that would empower them against the wicked. Help them not just to hear the exposing of the wicked, but help us to help them to remember, Father. Help them to remember the hope that was spoken on this broadcast that they that the truth might make them free as well. Uh, these things we ask in Yeshua's name. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
even though I search with hope and determination, so often it turns in nothing but frustration. But when I kneel, I kneel down to pray. Seems like I can hear the small voice of Jesus. Always be the 